Greetings, film fans. Welcome to episode 13 of The Big Review Ski, the film show from Joe and Heard that is officially, officially the people's favourite. That, that's true, it actually is official now. Sure, those people we're talking about maybe are close relatives who we force to listen and we make them tell us that they like it. And sure, when we ask other random people on the streets about The Big Review Ski, uh, they Why tell us to... rabbit ears for people? Cause they're real are they people. not people? Well, those other people, people aren't real. Is it a yeah, dog? The other ones told me to fuck off and they're going to call the guards. Wow. But, uh, <gasps> but But it is official, we are the people's... Favourite. Um, anyway, I'm your host, <laughs> Owen Doherty. And even though it is episode 13, uh, it's not unlucky for some. In fact, it's the opposite because I'm so lucky <gasps> to be joined by the charming Rory Cashin and the dashing Palmer. I'm lucky to have you guys. I love you. I love you both so much. Dashing. It's very early. Charming. It's emotional. <laughs> charming and dashing. Yeah. Well, that was better than last week. You were cheap. Uh, angry weren't, weren't we dirty pla- weren't we pl- <laughs> dirty <laughs> and weren't, weren't we plastic plastic sharks or something like that was that last week's segue rubber sharks rubber that sharks was, that, was, that, was, that was Jaws week the week yeah. before um, I also as well as loving you two I also love the listeners and I want you to get in touch please uh, on Twitter at Big Reviewski or you can WhatsApp us on 00353 874 Do people ever WhatsApp that number? Some people some people <laughs> WhatsApp us accidentally I think yes. <laughs> who dis? wrong number <laughs> Um, we've got a brilliant show for you this week. John Krasinski will be here. Yes. Emily Blunt will be here. And it's your last chance to win that incredible VIP trip to Italy with thanks to Warner Brothers and Ready Player One. All you have to do is head over to Joe for full details on how to be in with the chance of winning that. And the clue is if you listen to the very start of uh, episode 11 mm-hmm. of the Big Review Ski, you'll have the answer you're looking for, the answer you seek is right there. Um, so first up though, and I'm pretty excited about this, there's no sad news segment. There's not even a good news segment this week. Do you know why? Tell me. Because there's only an amazing news megment. That's right. The trailer for the Meg has been released. Rory, how are you feeling? Megment. Megment. Yeah. Megment. Instead I am, of segment. I know I, I got it, yeah. It's Instead magnificent. Of, <laughs> I know, I'm trying not to be negative about that. Oh, this is a, a Megment. Oh, no, I what? ruined it. I ruined it. What, what was Just it? play the goddamn clip. <laughs> Bigger than we ever thought possible. A living fossil. Thought to have been extinct for over two million years. Wrong. My God. It's Megalodon. <laughs> yes, it is Jason Statham. It's a Megalodon. And it's the Oscar for Best Picture goes <laughs> oh, to... I'm like, so excited. So, Rory, uh, a couple of episodes back, you picked out uh, The Meg as your yeah. most highly anticipated film of 2018. You and it's, why now? And it's easy to see why. <laughs> you know, like, all of us want to go back, completely scrap our own answers, <laughs> and just pick The Meg over and over and over it's again. Jason, like Jason Statham as a you can't sh- even. sharkologist. Like, <laughs> and he's just really... Ah, oh, there's just so much in the trailer, and I, I've watched it several times now. There, I've done a, a, a scene by scene breakdown on Joe. Oh my god! Just in that clip there alone, like Ruby Rose, not a, not 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 one of God's talented people, but she <laughs> does, she does turn around and say a living fossil. Proving she has no idea what a fossil what is. A fossil is. <laughs> Fundamentally, cannot be alive. My favorite bit of the trailer so far. I mean, it looks amazing. Looks what, expensive. What, what is the budget on this again? Without 
promotions or advertising, it's 150 million. Sweet well Lord spent. So well with, spent. With promotion advertising, it'll probably be a quarter of a billion dollars. Insane. Um, but no, just the bit where Jason Statham uh, says, "My God," because uh, like an action schlocky B movie type thing uh, isn't complete until it has a "My I, God" yeah. in it. I really want to see like Statham drop kick this shark or punch it right in its stupid face. <laughs> I'll tell something. you. I'll tell you. Beat off a shark. Oh no! What? <laughs> oh, no. Ah, That's how you get rid of a shark. Mm-hmm. I was watching a different documentary. Sorry. Okay. You punch it in the nose. You do, or poke it in the eye. <laughs> One of those things. Yes. Do you do not that? Don't beat it off. Because. That's not a good way to give it up anything. More sharks will come over to you. That's that's the way to attract them. Um, Yeah, so we couldn't let uh, the show kick off without discussing the Meg. I appreciate uh, that. So that trailer breakdown is going to be up on Joe. Yes, enjoy. (laughs) There's a lot to enjoy. In in two and a half minutes, there's a lot. There's a lot to take in. The most read article on Joe of all time. Probably. Um, Uh, Like by me, anyway. (laughs) Now it's time for the big question on the Bigger View. Last week we wanted to know which film scene scared the crap out of you as a child. Thanks to everybody who got in touch. I was afraid of the old man at the end of uh, Indiana Jones The Last Crusade. Paul, you were afraid of... The witches. The Angelica Houston face melting. Utterly Mm. terrifying. Rory? Uh, The ear-eating scene from Watership Down <laughs> which I went back and rewatched. I was like is it as bad it's, it's twice as bad oh as I remembered it being is that why you've been crying a lot this week oh, just a few reasons okay um, thanks to Tom Gorey who got in touch uh, The Sixth Sense with the young girl in the tent terrified oh, me very, yeah. he even put in a, a burr and shivers put on a jumper Tom you'll be fine was yeah. that Misha Burton that little girl it was mm, that's true uh, Stephen Elliott uh, when Christopher Lloyd has been run over by the steamroller in Who Framed oh, Roger Rabbit great show someone else Drama. just replied to that and said oh god oh god <laughs> big capital letters uh, Kelly Swanson the chocolate river scene in Willy Wonka on the boat yes that's just Is that when he's off just like, your face help, on drugs my help. And no one comes to help. Yeah. My brother-in-law is still traumatised by the Oompa Loompas. He can't watch that film and not get scared by the Oompa Loompas. Fair. They are slightly scary. Fair. Uh, Stephen Mackin and Alice Whitaker went for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the child catcher. Sure. Uh, Ken Fallon, the floating vampires tapping at the window in Salem's Lot. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I, don't know I had never like seen that, that yeah. so I went by, what is Ken Fallon talking about? Watch that. Never going to sleep again. Thanks, Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham O'Hare. Uh, this was my favourite one. I saw Goodfellas when I was 12. Joe Pesci gave me nightmares <laughs> the whole way through, which well, is understandable. Like, like you watch that as a grown-up, and he will frighten you. True. Like um, <laughs> this week, though, uh, you've got a colossal question for us, Paul. I do indeed. To celebrate the Meg coming, because we knew it was coming. We were wait- we were counting those minutes. Yep. And we've also got the Rampage coming out with The Rock. We'll be talking about that a bit later. And also, right now, we've got A Quiet Place doing really well and Pacific Rim Uprising. So, Monsters are back, baby. What I want to know is, what is your favourite movie monster and I can't say the Meg can I we, I think we all want to say the Meg <laughs> sure. but just yeah. based on the trailer I think it has to be from a, an actual feature film that right. you've seen okay um, well then I, I didn't want to be obvious and say the alien from Alien mm. so I'll but go. that's allowed because that, it, yeah, it's your it is allowed film. but I like aliens I, it's thank you uh, instead of going with the alien from the thing nice oh yeah that's amazing. Do you have yeah. any particular period of the thing when it was like, oh, the effects are so good at that particular when the, moment? When the head is like a spider head and scuttles across the floor. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of a film that I watched at too young an age. Um, <laughs> yeah, like ev- every incarnation of, of that thing, like when it attacks the dog in the in the, in the kennel. Oh, that's so hard. Oh, Jesus. The and the dogs. dogs are like trying to chew their way out. Like every aspect of that uh, movie monster is fantastic. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's I think that's the one that's left the longest lasting memory. I think that's success. 
accept it as a valid answer. Um, I, I had a question about monster because when you say movie monsters, most people would probably think of, of like the giant kind of city destroying monsters. But um, the one from The Thing's amazing. The one that scared me the most uh, as a monster creature was uh, the Pale Man in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the hands over the eyes and the eyeballs in the in the actual the palm of the hands um, does, does that does that count as yeah, like a movie monster yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, when I was younger though <laughs> here comes my second answer <laughs> it was, it's going to be like it was alcoholism and leaving <laughs> Vegas, that, monster. that really really scared me but no it was the rancor in Return of the Jedi um, but no oh, okay. but the, as an adult even now uh, the pale man in Pan's Labyrinth and I'm gonna go. I love that you still got two answers. <laughs> yeah. just, just a little squeeze. Yep. Yeah, I'm just gonna give one. I'm gonna go with the predator. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. gotta love him. I mean, it's yeah. so cool. The heat-seeking vision, camouflage, and also the design. The, the armor is cool. And then you take it off, and he's got the dreadlocks and you know, the whole Arnie. But he can be killed by a 70-year-old Danny Glover. <laughs> this so is true. There is there is a fault there. Yeah. Like we all have weaknesses. His is uh, that alien species. They don't have Danny Glovers <laughs> on their planet. They never knew that they had to evolve like, to to, yeah. to prepare themselves for that meeting. He one wasn't day. too old for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we also uh, had our high clue last week. So congrats to everyone who correctly guessed that it was Days of Thunder. Uh, congrats to uh, screenwriter, Irish screenwriter of Grabbers, Kevin Lahan. He got the correct answer there, and Mark Finnegan as well. That clue was. Top Gun's top man shoots. Consigliere is crew chief. Dr. Chase is chased. Is that the one that Paul didn't get? I did not get this one. Ah, come on now. Let's not get petty. Yeah, so Rory got it and pulled in, but listen, that's fine. Um, top, I'm top not, guns. I'm, not I'm okay. I'm okay. It's Paul. a long show. I'm going to get my revenge. It's a long show. Top Gun's top man shoots. That was Tony Scott because he was Top Gun's top man. He was the director. Uh, he also directs uh, Days of Thunder. Consigliere is Robert Duvall from The Godfather. He's crew chief in the film. And Dr. Chase is is chased that was Dr. Chase Meridian uh, played by Nicole Kidman and she is chased uh, she's hounded by Tom Cruise in this film Um, so Days of Thunder uh, was the answer to that one we will have uh, this week's competition high clue come up and uh, coming up later on the show but Paul you've prepared one for myself and Rory to do remember Rory is uh, will be as humble and as gracious as ever if he gets the correct answer and and someone else doesn't you've got the patented more 13, 8, 9 syllable (laughs) counter as usual just reinvented yes. the Japanese hike. Here indeed. we go. Okay, first line Bond and the Beatles. Bond and the Beatles. Second line Reese's Pieces in Good Speed. Oh. Reese's Pieces in Good Speed. Yep, Good okay. Speed. Final line Candyman has gas. Candyman. Is Candyman one word? Um, it is. Gas. Okay, so let's check the syllables. Bond and the Beatles, five. Reese's Pieces in good speed. Yep. Seven. Candyman has gas, five. Yep. Sort of. Sweet. We're on to a winner and breathes So all. far, so good. Okay, so what are we thinking? Bond and the Beatles. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Um, <laughs> mm, yes, Bond and the Beatles. Got it. Okay, so no starring one of the Bonds, Bond and the Beatles. Reese's Pieces says E.T. to me. Godspeed, good speed, The Rock, no Candyman. Reese's Pieces also makes me think Reese Witherspoon. Okay, and Godspeed, sweet home. Oh, I'm trying good to think speed. Good speed, sorry. 
<laughs> I just said religion, religion. No, I just added in that word there. And Candyman has gas. Okay, so are we looking at one of the Bond actors? For Bond and... Uh, you and are, the, yeah. We yeah. are, okay. And the Beatles. And the Beatles. Oh, is that a capital? Oh, sorry. Is that... I wrote... This is, is the Beatles, like the band. Like, the band, like, okay. Like Paul, Ringo, John, you know. And the other one. Yes. Okay. George. Yes. Bond what one did uh, McCart- McCartney do Bond song? <gasps> oh. What's that sentence that I Live and let say? die. So it's not that. Is it live and let die? I can tell you that... No, I can't. That's too big a clue because it's actually the answer. No, you can give us a gift. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's the answer. No, don't give I us think, that. I that think a clue. attentive <laughs> listeners will have heard one of the lads mention this already in the show. Already? Today? Yeah. This film? Ah, oh, God damn it. Candyman has gas. Who's the Candyman has gas? Do you want to know or do you want to let you know, the show we're, run we're, on? We're, we're going we're gonna to let the show continue. We're going to come back to that because that's really annoying. But we're, we're going to get it, Rory. Really Rory, aren't we going to get <laughs> it? I think, yeah. this, I think this is the first time one of my high clues has actually stretched past the actual okay. intro I, part. I'm actually just not going to partake in the rest of the show. Does that, count, does that count as my revenge on Rory that he can get it instantly? <laughs> yeah, that counts Sweet. for now. I'm now, leaving. No, I'm annoyed at you, Paul. So, Rory, do you want to come with me? Do you, no. Do you want to, do you want to come? Rory, you're coming no. with me. Paul, you're staying here. Let's go. Come on. I don't want to go to drag. Place. Come on. We're going no. to the movies. I don't want to go to We're going to go and see the stars. Okay, so that was a very traumatic ten. experience <laughs> for Rory. <laughs> the top 10 films in the Irish box office this week. Number 10 is Black Panther. It's almost, it's just kind of hanging on there. Um, of course, brand new uh, Marvel film will be coming out as well. So they're just handing over the baton there. Mm. Uh, number nine, the first of our new entries this week. It's Michael Inside Rory. You love this film? I did. I said it was one of the best uh, Irish films of, what did I say, the 21st century? Generation? Yeah, and you're not a liar. How long is a generation? It's like it's kind of our, like, until, you know. Till we're old. Yeah. And and, and, like, (laughs) And there's a specific answer. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, that. It's the best one of them. Of a generation. Mm. Uh, Number eight is A Wrinkle in Time. Not a good film for our generation. No. But that's for a younger generation. Sure. Okay, dokie. Seven, (laughs) Isle of Dogs, uh, which I'm still dying to see. Your favourite Wes Anderson film. But, Paul, uh, you weren't as fussed on it. It's cute. It's cute. It's kooky. It's not. It's not Rushmore. Or it's not Grand Budapest Hotel, but it is good. Okay, a cute and cookie Wes Anderson film? Never, never. Uh, number six, uh, Duck Duck Goose. This is, is surprising about, about a bachelor goose. Uh, it's still hanging around. Um, yeah, again, that's obviously a, a hangover from Easter, Easter there. Number five. Now this is a new entry. Love Simon and uh, Roy, we're going to hear what you thought. Of it. Here's a little clip from the film. My name's Simon. I'm just like you. Except I have one huge-ass secret. Hey! I like your, your boots! I said I like your, your boots! Goodbye! Nobody knows I'm gay. <sighs> Sometimes I feel like I'm stuck on a Ferris wheel. One minute I'm on top of the world. Then the next I'm at rock bottom. I've been thinking about why I haven't come out yet. Maybe part of me wants to hold on to who I've always been. Just a little longer. So I'll be perfectly honest. Love, Simon. Uh, when I was watching the trailer, it said, like, from the makers or something of Fault in Their Stars. Mm. Fault in Our Stars. Mm. Um, I was not a fan of that film. Oh, I did. I did oh, like did you that like that film yeah. a lot? Okay. Yeah. See, I really like Shane There was bits I was like, that was terrible. Like, when they were, they got a round of applause when they made out in, uh, <laughs> in, in that uh 
and Frank's house was inappropriate. <laughs> now that you mention it, I think I love that film. Um, but Love, Simon, what's this one about? Uh, it's about a young lad in high school in America who is in the closet, um, and then he finds out there is another uh, gay teenager in his high school. Uh, they posted anonymously to the kind of the school's Facebook page, and uh, the two of them strike up a relationship online, and the two of them are terrified of what might happen if they were to come out. And was it good? Yeah, like it's um, it's kind of a, a landmarky moment for for American films anyway because it's a it's got the big push of, um, you know, an American teenager dramedy. Like there's a lot of promotion behind it. Like the same vibe you'd see for you know Mean Girls or Easy A or Fault in Our Stars or any of those. Except it's doing it for um, a gay protagonist, which is fundamentally. A good thing, uh, and it's obviously it's doing quite well in the box office here, and it's doing really well in America as well. And it's a huge publicity push behind it um, in America, where like Kristen Bell and uh, Matt Bomer and Neil Patrick Harris are buying out entire screens for people to go see. Oh, really? Because they're like it's an important film. It's it's a landmark moment, uh, and it it is cute and it's funny. Um, it is there's parts in it where I'm like. Uh, like he's he's really going up against he's like oh this my life is so difficult and blah but there's already like teenagers in his school who have come out plus he's uh, he's really handsome he comes from a rich family okay um, he he's really popular uh, and it, he, there's there's no homophobic um, aspect to his high school pretty much whatsoever his parents are Jennifer Garner who's a therapist okay and Josh du- Josh Demel who's also just like the coolest dad alive so he's like what exactly is the problem <laughs> what, here what was the issue, and yeah. you, when you do come out you're gonna be fine because yeah. you just it's, you seem to be you living in some kind of weird nirvana family. where like there, yeah. are, there is no homophobia in your world so aside from that yeah it's actually okay it's well as good. you said it, it's number five in the box office here so it's obviously struck a chord with Irish audiences uh, as well um, speaking of other teenage driven films number four is Blockers or Cockerel Blockerels um, as you really Really yeah, I'm going to try and make that work. Um, but we were fans of that. Number three, Ready Player One. Now, we, myself and Paul, were huge fans. Roy, you liked it as well. Mm. I, I did uh, bump into a friend who thought it was one of the worst films they ever seen. And they said, this is someone this that a quote, we, we know. You, you actually do yeah. know this person as well. Yeah. And yeah. He, I had he the said, same chat. Mm-hmm. He, he said, I hate all that geeky shit. And he walked out of the film as well. So. Good. <laughs> well, that just leaves an extra seat for someone who will love it. Yeah, who deserves it. Exactly. Uh, number two is our other new entry this week. And we will have uh, the stars of the film coming up. This is A Quiet Place. And I know we were saying Michael Inside is definitely uh, a film of a generation, but I think um, judging uh, by your reviews, both of you, uh, this is going to be one of the best horror films uh, in a long, long time. Yeah, like people online can't stop talking about it. It's like there's so many think pieces and reactions and everything. Have you seen any negative reaction to it so far? Um, like the, the, that one guy the, who the hated, <laughs> hated Ready Player One. He hates everything. Uh, like the worst review I've seen for it was, I think, like two and a half out of five. That's okay. the lowest score I think I've seen it getting. So, yeah. What I love now, actually, as well, not not anything to do with the film itself, well, kind of to do with it, is the fact that it's like really changing how people's etiquette is in the cinema. That because the rule is, you know, if you make noise, you know, the monsters come and get you. The people are like leaving without with eating their popcorn and stuff like that and they're afraid to even eat and stuff so it really is one of those things kind of like Dunkirk or like that they, it just kind of you need to see it in the cinema and that might sound pretentious but it actually is, it's just amplified the experience so much more and it's really good and check it out um, I 
said last week that I was going to be going to see it. And the reason I haven't seen it is nothing to do with being afraid. So you two can just go away, all right? Yeah. But I am going to... Will one of you come with me and see it again, like, this week? I've seen it twice, and I probably go see it a third time. I okay. really do like it. I, I would also go again. Will one of you sit on one side, one on the other, and we can all... Just you hands. In. Yeah, please. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, number one just hasn't been toppled. The indestructible Peter Rabbit. Easter. Uh, he's been <laughs> just saying the word Easter over and over Easter. again. Um, um, Peter Rabbit has been at the top of the Irish box office for about four weeks now. Kids three, are back weeks. in school, though. Yeah, as of Monday. They are. Yeah. But he's going to be here for a long time anyway. Um, now, we're on to our big interview this week on The Big Review Ski. Uh, we were just talking about The Quiet Place, uh, or At Quiet Place. And Rory, you had a chance to catch up with writer, director and star of the film, uh, mm. John Krasinski, and his wife and on-screen partner, uh, Emily Blunt. Again, like, you know, have we seen any negative reaction to the film? Not really. Uh, is there anybody who hasn't fallen in love with John Krasinski <laughs> and Emily Bond or just doesn't want to be, like, part of their family and married to both of them? Before, like, before I went over to interview them, uh, and some people that I told was like, I'm going over to interview these people, um, I have never experienced the amount of people saying, oh, my God, will you tell John I love him? Not even Emily. John. Specifically <laughs> everyone, John. Every, like, everyone was like, oh my God, will you tell John I love him? It was like... Uh, yes. Yeah, hang on. Your full interview. Right in the middle of the interview, it's just a list of people. It's like, so these people love you, John. That actually could have worked really well. I've just got a list of people who love you. <laughs> like, it would make them feel good. Weird and creeped out, but good. The, uh, the premise for the film, as we said, is a stroke of genius. So simple, but just incredibly effective. Uh, if you make noise, you're probably going to die yeah. uh, once you're hunted down uh, by these weird uh, creatures. So John and Krasinski, just a wee... John and Krasinski and Emily and Blunt. Just a wee bit of background on who they are in the film and what they get up to. They are uh, husband and wife who have survived a terrible tragedy, uh, a personal tragedy, on top of the global one that is killing... Uh, everyone who makes any noise and they're just trying to survive as best they can in one of the worst imaginable situations um, you could see on screen and was John as lovable as everyone was hoping him to be more okay. it was really uh, yeah Let's, <laughs> here's uh, just an interview with Rory just swooning constantly for you can the actually next, hear me physically <laughs> swoon congratulations on the movie thank you so much um, quick right off the bat what is your favourite scary movie Jaws what is Emily's favorite scary movie? Jaws. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really weird. But uh, the truth of the matter is, I don't know what this says about our relationship, but <laughs> when we first started dating, I think it was work week two or three, we watched Jaws together. And we had seen it before, but not as adults. And so we watched it. We loved it. And then for the next three weeks, we watched it, I think, nine or ten times. Oh, wow. So that was like a original dating thing for us. And again, I don't know what that says about us as a couple. But we, I won't look into it. Okay, I'm, good. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> I'm not here to look into it. Uh, again, so, so absolutely loved this film. But I have thank to you congratulate so you more than anything on that beard. Oh, thank you. That is some. Yeah, pre- this is that, the job right here. That's some primo beard game. Yeah, it's, like, really, it's good. <laughs> thank you. But I was like, how long did that take to grow, John? I think it was uh, seven or eight weeks. Wow. That's not bad, right? No, that's that's a lot of face hair for yeah. seven or eight weeks. <laughs> it is. It's pretty great. Um, I Watching the film, I actually pulled a neck muscle watching this film. <laughs> that's the best compliment ever. <laughs> there's, Please let that be a review. You will pull a neck muscle. It's on the post. You'll pull a muscle. But I was like, right. there's so many tense scenes in it, but there's one particular where my whole body had gone up and I went, Hurr! and I pulled a neck wow. muscle. And I walked out, I was like, oh. Um, but... You Are you saying be- that I have to pay your bills now? Is that what it is? Well, I haven't seen a doctor yet, <laughs> but 
Um, but you must have heard some fantastic stories of people coming out watching this because... I mean, it's it's really one of those things where, you know, when you're in this business, you certainly want people to A, see your movie. You would love it to, if they saw it in the theater, but, you know, what are you going to do? And in this movie, you have this very rare thing where people are like, you have to see it in the theater. If I say it, it's just pretentious. Mm. But if people coming out say, like, we have to see it in the theater, it's great. And the reason why is I think you really become... You have to live under the rules of this family. You have to be very quiet. Yeah. The two things I've loved about that are stories like yours, whether you pulled a muscle <laughs> or you you know, you know, wanted to scream but you couldn't because everybody would point and laugh at you. But the other thing I love is that there are, there are people who have um, taken visual imprints of the person eating popcorn. Oh, yeah. Have you had this? Because no. Did you have it in your screening? We had people uh, at the screening a couple days ago who said, it's really, really good, but that's the guy who was eating popcorn. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, you've identified one human being as the culprit. This was the first film I've ever seen where people were walking out with full boxes of popcorn <laughs> yeah. because they are, can't eat during this right, film. Right, right, like, right. Right, exactly. Um, so, yes, congratulations on that because Thank that you. is one of the most unique cinema experiences I've ever had. Thank just, you. I've We're going to travel around and just do a... Just the two of us, yeah, everywhere. Just, <laughs> it was great. Uh, but again, it's just... It was so unique. It was so brilliant. But as with every great horror movie... Oh, boy. Which this is one. Oh, thank you. In my opinion. Uh, there's always that one standout scene. where That's the one that you remember. Like a Jaws, it's the, the head pop. That's the yep, one everyone absolutely. remembers. I, that's my favorite. Um, for this, and I'm not going to go too into spoilery, but it's the nails. Yes. When you were making that, did you know... Ah, this... This, I've got a winner here. So much so that I was actually, you know, if I had a mustache at the time, it took me eight (laughs) weeks, but when I was writing it, I wish I could have twirled it because it was one of those things where I knew that the setup and payoff, listen, there's nobody who does it better than Hitchcock. And Hitchcock would make you squirm because you had information that you knew would pay off and you just wanted him to pay it off so you could get it over with. And it was one of those things where I was like, I think if I go five more pages, five more minutes, people are going to kill me. So I, was, I tried to extend the tension as long as I could. People at home are like, what are you talking about? Is this You'll a carpentry know. movie? It, well, a little bit. <laughs> like, there's, there's a lot of like, DIY stuff in this. Um, we were talking earlier about your Irish roots. Yes. Uh, about you having a home in Ireland. Yeah, nobody uh, really realizes, but I'm half Doyle. I'm mm. definitely a Krasinski, but I'm 50-50 Polish and Irish. And my great-great-grandmother uh, left a house to all her ancestors in Goline in her will. This is a really cool thing. I'm actually blown away by this. The only thing she left in her will is if you stay at the house, you have to sign the wall and say how we're related and what year you visited. Oh, wow. So when you go, it's really moving. You go, you just see in marker all these names and dates. It's really beautiful. So you've been there a good bit. Do you know of the Angelus? No. Right. So 6 p.m. Uh, in Ireland, everywhere in Ireland, well, people of a certain age now, it's not so much the younger generation, but they stop what they're doing and are completely silent for a full stop. minute stop because... It. The bells are going. It's like the 6 p.m. Angelus where people just like take a moment to reflect. Wow. So I was, I was like, he's from That's Ireland. beautiful. I was like, did you get this idea from the Angelus when well, you were we visiting should, Ireland? We should only show this at 6 p.m. in Ireland <laughs> when you're taking a minute. Take 90. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Absolutely. John. Thank you. I love that John Krasinski's new favorite thing is the Angelus, which yeah. you've, you've introduced to him now as a concept. You're welcome, John. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's just such a lovely man.
he sounds like the most friendly, wonderful human being. And the fact that he is disgustingly talented, both yeah. on screen and behind the screen, clearly. Yeah, and he can rock a pretty major beard. The beard. If you do want to see uh, the interview with John Krasinski and with Rory, both rocking amazing beards. Oh. Uh, Emily Blunt, I'm sure she could rock an amazing beard if she, she wanted do to. She wants. But her interview is up on Joe as well. And uh, speaking of Emily, you did have a chance to sit down with her as well. And like... If someone is going to fall in love with John Krasinski, <laughs> that's normal. But he's going to fall in love. With, she's got to be pretty wonderful as well. Yeah, and it's it's Emily. So like every um, interviewer that I've met, she's always been one of their favorite people to talk to. Uh, and I had met her before for Edge of Tomorrow, and I was just like, "Yeah, she is fantastic." Uh, I was like, "But then I met her again this time, and she's she's just got such a fantastically dry sense of humor." Um, whereas John is very jovial and very clearly emotive <clears throat> Emily everything's just like taking her time and she's mm-hmm. super dry and sarcastic about everything and yeah I can see why they work well here's a, a bearded Rory Cash and talking to a beardless Emily Blunt congratulations on the movie you are absolutely fantastic in much. it I've Thank never you. been so terrified for and so terrified of a pregnant woman in I my know. entire life you were like a loaded gun I know most people look at pregnant ladies they're like you're glowing we have to take care of her and I was like I did want to take care you're and like, I wanted you, you to be okay but also I was like look <laughs> out um, so watching this I pulled the neck muscle no. I was, it was so tense oh fantastic that's um, what we want physio treatment you want your film to be yeah. so scary that people can't properly walk out of the yeah, screen yeah that's what we want have you heard some fantastic because I've heard amazing stories people already watching this really yeah, tell just, me well people just walking out of the screen it's like I bought an entire thing of popcorn and it's full it's full I yeah. haven't touched it well I think it's the interactive experience you mm. don't want to be that person you no. know, munching popcorn and people are like shut up you're going to get them killed you know <laughs> I understand um, it was yourself who convinced John to direct it I did. And initially you were like, I have someone else in mind for this role. I did. And then you read the script. And, and then it, she was fired. And then she's, she's gone. <laughs> and, and Emily's in. Um, obviously the character is great and the script is fantastic, even though it must have been super thin because there's not a lot of dialogue. Um, and working with John, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, was, was there one specific scene when you're reading it and you're like, that's the one, that's what's, that's what's hooked me in? I think the nail sequence... Um, was pretty amazing and I have to say The Man by the River That's some heavy stuff When I read that in the script I went that is gold Yeah And he's like (laughs) coming up behind him I was like when I watched it the first time and with the sound design I went oh my god that's awful I was going to ask this must be a very when you're acting in a film normally you can you can say to yourself oh I delivered that line brilliantly and I look forward to seeing that <laughs> that's what I always every, say every single line uh, yeah. but with this you've got the special effects and you've also got a lot of like a huge amount of silent acting you're not sure. entirely sure how it's going to work out because it's quite different to yeah. pretty much any other horror film was it, was it a huge difference from what you were in when you were filming it to how you experienced it as a viewer for the first time um not terribly. I mean, only that I think once they had the sound and the the atmospheric feel of watching it and um, just how beautiful it looked it as well. Beautiful. It is just gorgeous looking. We have an incredible cinematographer, Charlotte Bruce Christensen, and and John was just has such visual flair about how he wanted to shoot. So I think that was the thing that I was like, wow, you know, when I saw it. Um, but I think... Um, I don't know, on the day, like, it really felt intense. Some of those sequences, they felt very traumatic and very real. And in between 
takes. Did you find yourself being louder than normal just to make up for this? <laughs> Would you be like, yeah, like screaming across set because yeah. you had to be quiet for so long? In between, were you a bit more like... It's funny because in a way when you're shooting it, yes, it's quiet in the takes, but, um, you know, as soon as someone shouts cut, people are like, what's for lunch? And like, oh, they got hot dogs today. Like, it was that kind of... It, you know, it wasn't as quiet on set as everyone. We almost had to remind people to be quiet. We're like, guys, it's not a silent film. Yeah. We need every sound. Yeah. Uh, and as an actress, how difficult was it for you to not rely on the, I guess, the grunts and the, the, the screaming that you would normally associate with a horror film? Like, this, you really put you the ringer in this film. And it would be so easy for you to just... You know, grunt really loudly or scream your head off because every scene that you're, everything you're put through, number one, I never demand grunt. that. Yeah. I'm sorry. What's the lady version of grunt? I don't Sigh. know. Sigh. Sigh. <laughs> scream. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was the challenge of, especially the sequence. You know, with the with the birth. I think that 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 was the huge challenge of it, and what was terribly exciting about it as well. I understood that this could have a real appeal and we certainly wanted to eke out every single moment of that so that people were sort of squirming in their seats <laughs> by the end um, yeah I mean I certainly had a head rush all week shooting that a final question um, John revealed to me that he actually has a home in Ireland and as I am Irish I know do you get to visit there a lot I've never visited he it. hasn't brought you to his never. great granny's house and never. you have to sign the wall and stuff no Emily I know, it has to happen. This needs to be fixed, like, immediately. I know, otherwise he should have that house removed from his possession. <laughs> like, that's a, it's, it's not your house. Yeah. It's, it's our house. Bring me to yeah. Ireland so I can sign the wall and have go. an amazing time in Ireland. That's it. What's your favourite scary movie? Jaws. What's John's favourite scary movie? Jaws. Oh, OK. I have asked him and he said the exact same thing, so... <sighs> You win We've the watched it a nerdy number of times, he's, like 35 times. He said, like, in your first dating period, it was oh, yeah. Jaws City. Well, so. it was one of the only films that I can stay awake in, because, like, John showed me some of his favourite films early on, like All the President's Men, and I was just like... No. Like, well, I just <laughs> I'm terrible for watching films on the sofa at night. I'm just out. To be fair, All the President's Men is not a fantastic date movie. It's not really. I was like, no. pick another one. <laughs> and you went to Jaws, 1835. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much. Thank you. Who are we if we can't protect them? We have to protect them. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> That's Emily Bloom finished there. Yeah. Oh, my nerves. Can I just watch the trailer over and over again? Or No, I should go and see it. No, you probably should go see it. There's some really, really good stuff in there. So, speaking of really good stuff, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, Mm. they've got a secret house in Cork that Emily needs to come and see for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, like, John hasn't invited her over, so I did that for him. <laughs> that was very, very nice of you. Um, like, does anyone know where that house is? Can we... Can we he said can the name go, of the Golene. is the name of the village. Now. Down in West Cork. And I put it up on um, on Facebook, on Joe Facebook, and the amount of people who commented underneath, who tagged in their friends, were like, oh, we have to go find this house now. So I do apologise, John. <laughs> so all over West Cork, there are rabid mm. John Krasinski fans Just attempting to find his old beautiful 
well left alone uh, familial home. <laughs> well, up, up, up until that interview. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. It's... it's going to be manic at the Angeles. Um, particularly cute is that both of their films' uh, favourite scary film is Jaws. Yeah. And, and they bonded over it as a date film. They both love Spielberg so much, just like Owen. <laughs> yeah, they, I think you, you'd, you'd do well with the both of them, I think, because um, you're going to sit around talking about Spielberg all day and just... I would, uh, I would like to make that happen. Yes, <laughs> please. Give me the bread and the Krasinski blunt sandwich they're on, yeah. Easy yeah. now. <laughs> now, uh, I'm okay. vegan. Um, <laughs> we uh, there was a bit of controversy earlier on. Well, there w- there wasn't initially. Everything was fine. Everyone was friends. Here we go. Paul, Rory, Owen. We were ding, all pals. Ding. And Here we go. Paul uh, has this week's example haiku. So it was Bond and the Beatles. Yep. Reese's pieces in good speed. Yep. Candyman has gas. Checks out. Syllable wise, all good. Yes. Except and Rory were scratching our heads. We yeah. Shout out it. They did of things, mention it on air, and in between them, they bumped heads and they worked it out. They? Yeah, well. Well, well, they, Owen, well Owen, yeah. Owen mentioned it twice, but I you, I you made the significant breakthrough on the Reese front, but I, I'll let the use take it from I there. I just thought saying the answer out loud would qualify as the answer. You have to say that's the answer, though. <laughs> Those are the words. My answer is. Uh, so, anyway, the answer is Rory. Showgirls. <laughs> Showgirls. That doesn't get old. It's getting slightly. It, it doesn't get old. It's, um, it, it was The Rock. It is the Because Reese's Bond was Connery, the Beals. Nicholas Cage's character loves the Beals. Reese's pieces in good speed. That's Kyle Reese's uh, Michael Bean, and he brings in good speed, which is Stanley Goodspeed, which is Nicholas Cage into the thing. Yep. Tammy Man is Tony Todd. Has gas. He's the one who's looking after the green Easter egg thing. He's going to that's turn it. everyone inside yeah. out. But that's it. And no, no, that's not it. That's not it. We'll move on. Well, we were just saying because if Reese's pieces in good speed, but his name is technically Kyle Reese, well, that would have to be Reese pieces in good speed. Could you speed. make the point that he played Kyle Reese in different timelines in Terminator? So he's a plural character, maybe. There's one version of Reese, there's an alternate version of Reese. So that's a that's new call for me to get out of. I actually really like that. Yeah, that, that could potentially. I don't know if I do. Um, I'm just, I'm just no, talking listen, to explain listen, my way. We'll, out we'll, we'll, we'll accept the rock, and it obviously ties in with the first of our, our of our of our big releases this week. Uh, it is Rampage starring The Rock. Uh, now, <laughs> we're pretty excited about next week's show because we are Why? going to have The Rock himself, Dwayne Johnson, uh, here on oh the God. big review ski. Mm. But uh, the film itself is released this week, the 11th of April. And uh, before we hear Roy's review of it, here's a clip from the film. It's weird. You like hanging out with animals more than people. Yeah, well, animals get me. I rescued George when he was two years old. George never would have survived on his own. He definitely trusts you. Last night, George was seven feet and weighed 500 pounds. George, you okay, buddy? You're scared. It's okay. This morning, he's nine feet pushing a thousand. What's happening to my friend? Are you familiar with genetic editing? Changes will be incredibly unpredictable. Is he the only one? Oh, you didn't know about the 30-foot wolf? Oh, Oh. Oh, you didn't know about 30-foot wolf? Oh, you didn't know about wolf? Jeffrey D. Morgan there. Flying wolf. 
A flying wolf. That, flying wolf. As they, I, that took me by surprise in the trailers, all right. Well, the, yeah, it would, because it's not something wolves do. <laughs> 30 foot wolves now. Now, Rory, we know that you're a fan of massive living fossils. Uh, I don't know if they're living fossils in this one. Um, you're pretty excited about the Meg. Mm. But as, uh, as monster movies go, yeah. how was Rampage? Really good fun. Really, oh, really good fun. Yes. Um, really entertaining. Doesn't take itself uh, seriously at all. Which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just pure popcorn, mindless, just just really entertaining. And I was telling Paul, surprisingly violent. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to check whatever dessert is, because there's stuff in this, and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, Are flying wolves allowed to do that? There's, there's, there's like people being torn in half, there's uh, decapitations, there's stuff being shoved through eyeballs. So there's uh, proper gore in this. Like, violent, and I was shocked to be honest but like I was totally there for it there's been a whole spate of just like nice things happening in film and not that people getting decapitated is a nice thing to happen no. but that's surprisingly more violent than you were expecting it to be yeah uh, A Quiet Place has kind of blown everyone out of the water with uh, with how good it is as a horror Blockers Game Night as yeah. those American comedies this is this is good This is all these are good, good things happening it's, yeah feel good uh, The Rock is having a great time he's got a He's got a good supporting cast playing characters that you've seen in literally a million other films. Like, uh, Naomi Harris is the uh, scientist who can help him. Malin Ackerman is the evil scientist who just wants to make <laughs> money from it. scientists. Yes. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the government agent from a nebulous, unnamed government agency. Oh, you didn't know like, about the unnamed nebulous I'm government agent? Me and The Rock, we have chemistry, but we also we hate each other. So it's just. <laughs> it's uncanny. Yeah. Um, Joe Manganiello is like the big hunter dude. Um, yeah, the, the, it's it's just good fun. They do the all the pieces properly. Are big, like they're big set pieces. Every one is like, oh, that would be the standalone one in a normal film, but in the rock film, it's just like here's here's the start of it. Amazing! So that's something to get super duper excited about. Yeah, just just uh, what was your advice? Was it get get a little bit. Have a few drinks. Have a little a bit drinks. socially lubricated before you <laughs> okay. go in. Okay, okay. Uh, and you'll just giggle and clap and whoop and be surprisingly violently shocked by some of the scenes and just have a good time. Brilliant. Cannot wait. Uh, the other release this week. Now, this might be more of a limited release. Uh, it's Making the Grade, which now, is... Oh, you caught this one this week. <laughs> I did, Roy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, now, before we hear my review of it, Ooh. here's a... Here's Do you just, wait, 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 wait. Do you just introduce yourself? Yeah. Owen. Owen, take it. Well, here's a clip. Owen. My first thought was, is this a piano? What do I do with it? Start that off again. Nice and nice and quiet and slow and regular. Not Well, not slow necessarily. It needs to be faster. playing piano is when you get it right. I'm going to learn this tune. Do I actually have to play the right notes as it well? It would be helpful. It's a habit, not a costume. I'm not dressing up for a fancy dress. 
<laughs> that is it is a very funny trailer. Is it a very funny film? Do you know what? Um, well, we bit a background on it first. This is made by uh, an Irish documentary film uh, maker called Ken Wardrop. Not Ken Wardrop. Not Ken Wardrop. That's a different guy. Uh, he sells closets. <laughs> he keeps appearing in my bedroom. It's terrifying. No, Ken Wardrop. <laughs> <laughs> but Ken Wardrop, who I have to say for legal reasons, has never been in my bedroom. Um, he made this film. And basically, <laughs> it's about... Uh, it's about Irish piano teachers and Irish piano pupils. I mean, like, the length and breadth up and down the country. Um, and I was actually watching the trailer, and it's weird, because you don't normally watch a film and see somebody that you actually know in real life in, in, in person, but... I do, because I'm friends Because you're friends, friends with, with everybody, of course. Steven Spielberg, you miss Steven Spielberg. Oh, we haven't heard John. story. Yeah, it's not big deal. All of them. But uh, there was one point watching the trailer, and there's a little girl and her piano teacher, uh, and they're based in Derry, so Ken had obviously gone there, um, and he goes to Cork, he goes to Wicklow, like everywhere. Um, the film itself, uh, now I'm I'm biased towards this because I have been a piano teacher in the past and, uh, and I played the piano like, and, and a pupil as well. Yeah. It's just, I just woke up and just had the ability one day and it was, didn't even, I had to take lots and lots of lessons. Um, but, uh, so I was obviously dying to see this film anyway, but yes, it's a funny, it's really funny in places. You get such a mixture of Irish people who, uh, just different characters, all different ages, men, women, boys, girls, um, people who have travelled here from other countries and made piano teaching their profession. Uh, you have, and it, it's brilliantly done because normally, you know, if you're learning the piano, you go through like grades one to eight and the film actually goes through grades one to eight, like in those kind of chapters as well. So you're oh. following the kind of the ability of different people as well. But then you're getting an insight into there are farmers, there are just people from all walks of life, there are other interests as well. You know, I... I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's not a long documentary. It's about an hour and 20 minutes, so it just kind of zips by. Um, yes, to answer your initial question, it's really funny in places. It's also really, really moving. Oh. Um, uh, as well. It's 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 exactly what you want out of a documentary, I think, as well. And even if you don't have a musical note in your body, um, you will be able to relate to it because it's about those relationships between people who become your friends who you never knew you were going to meet in your life. You can see some beautiful relationships between, uh, especially just between parents and their children um, and so many different versions of how that works as well. Um, I, I just think it's such a, a beautiful snapshot of uh, of Irish society, um, but done through uh, like some really good and some really, really terrible piano playing. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's like as I said, it probably won't get a wide release around the country. But if it is appearing uh, in a cinema nearby to where you are, then please do go and see it. Uh, I don't think you'd regret it. I feel you. I feel you liked it. Oh, I just so much. I I would <laughs> sit down and watch it again. And yeah, no, you're just dying to sit down and. I wonder what all my old piano teachers are are doing. They're probably off watching Rampage. <laughs> they are, because think, that's a lot more fun. Do you think we could teach and a 30-foot gorilla how to play the piano? <laughs> we could try. Keep those fingers up now. Well, that's the last <laughs> Now, if you can't make it along to see Making the Grade or Rampage at the cinema this week, Rory, you have prepared something delightful. It is our home recommendation. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So, one of the bigger summer blockbusters um, to come this summer... Um, I think we were. Is it the Meg, Roy? Are you just going to talk about the Meg again? No, I actually, I actually did look to see if Deep Blue Sea was was on the telly, but it wasn't, and I was really upset about it. 
Uh, no, and I think we've all watched the trailer and we all really loved the trailer and we're all quite excited to see this next uh, instalment in, in this franchise. So on film four on Monday the 16th at 9pm is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, yes. Oh, goody. Uh, that's the one directed by Brad Bird, who um, had previously directed a lot of The Simpsons and also... Um, Incredibles. The Incredibles and Iron Man and the very underappreciated, in my opinion, Tomorrowland. Um, and it has that fantastic Burj Khalifa uh, hanging up the side mm-hmm. of the building set yeah. piece which is just fantastic um, and also who was the um, who's the love interest in that one what's her name Rebecca Ferguson was in the next one she was in the next one she was uh, oh it's his wife Michelle Monaghan no 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 she was um, Robin Wright's not Robin Wright Robin Blurred Lines ex-wife Dick um, oh Emily Ratajkowska Paula Patton Paula Patton Patton, and she's fantastic in it as well Um, Paula Patton thank you nailed it got it Um, yeah I just I think it's a fantastic uh, action movie it's not my favourite of the Mission Impossible does that start Cruise in prison and he's uh, breaking out that's a really good sequence it's an amazing scene yeah and Simon Pegg and Jonathan Rhys Myers is in it as well that's the third one oh for Sick, yeah. I was oh, that's to, the I was, Vatican. That's, that's right. The Vatican. Yeah. I never asked Jonathan Reese Myers back. It's Simon Pegg who breaks my. But on your question, I think uh, MI3 actually, I think is my yeah, favorite. They, that's when they really got the formula right. Really is my favorite yeah. one as well. Um, the start of MI3 is incredible. Whenever the helicopter in the brain bomb. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman is just that speech. One of the, I'm, I'm going to hurt you, and he's like, he's, I love the fact they don't explain what the rabbit's foot is, but like he's still terrifying in. The pursuit of it. And the bridge scene. Yeah. Where he just gets blasted all over the place. Where we uh, love I think, Cruise. I think, yeah. I think I, I actually watched uh, Rogue Nation just recently. It's on Netflix as well. And uh, it's such a good film. The action in that is mm. incredible. Um, but uh, so, as you said, the fourth one is yes, on. Yes, Ghost Protocol. Film four. film four, Monday the 16th at 9 p.m. Amazing. Check that out. Um, now it's time for uh, some of our film goodies giveaway. As we said, we do have the VIP trip to Italy for you to win. If you go back to the very start of episode 11 of the Bigger View Ski, you'll be able to find the answer to the question there uh, and you can qualify for that. By the way, those fake names that you put in last week, the last couple of weeks, I did manage to find them all. I think I've, I've scrubbed it clean. So You haven't found them all. <laughs> you have not you found them all. sons of bitches. Have you found Joan Arherty? Oh, I... I use that one as well. It's <laughs> in there multiple times. Yay! Um, this week, to win some Truth or Dare prize packs, which is coming out in cinemas on Friday the 13th of uh, this month, whatever this month is. April. April. That's the one. We'll have a full review next week. All you have to do is guess this week's competition high clue. Oh. Um, so, are you guys ready? Oh, give me your pen. There you go. Sorted. Never have a pen when these The rock. <laughs> okay, here we go. Line one, Independence Day. Malfoy's horsing around. I've got it. Mad's lethal weapon. Those three lines again. Independence Day. Malfoy's horsing around. Mad's lethal weapon. I can confirm at this point that Roy Cashin, you do have the correct answer. I'm just taking a shot in the dark. Okay, Paul, go for it. It is not that okay. film. Not that two film. Two No, it's actually three for three, but that's fine. Uh, that last one good. Independence Day, Malfoy's horsing around, Mad's lethal weapon. If you do know the answer to that, please do uh, send us a tweet on at Big Reviewski. And uh, yeah, you could be in with a chance with winning those Truth or Dare prize packs in cinemas this week. That film looks pretty good, actually. Truth it does. Me. Yeah, another scary one. My fucking nerves.
nerves. Um, well, listen, that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Um, you all have a ball, aye? Yeah. Always. Okay. Try not to sound too enthusiastic about it. God, all right. Show's done. When you start with the Meg, it's tough to maintain it's, it energy is, it's all just, the way through. It's downhill after all of that. Want to go watch the Meg trailer again after this? Yeah. Yes, please. And also, just like, we'll probably go see Rampage again. One more time. Um, if only they crossed each other. Oh, that's going to happen. Is that possible? Well, the oh, they're both, they're both massive monsters. Oh, <laughs> Everybody relax. Right. Swimming monkey. <laughs> Swimming monkey. Looking ahead to next week, I know everything was downhill after the Meg today, but it is back uphill this week because the only thing you need to worry about is Dwayne The Rock Johnson on... The, I was trying to think Dwayne The Big Reviewski Johnson. That doesn't the work The most electrifying man on The Big Reviewski. I'm there for that. Why is he electrifying? Because that's his name in WWE, the most electrifying man. Oh, sport. Man, he's he's coming in here wrestling. We wrestling. don't watch wrestling, me and Rory. You still here. haven't seen that John Cena thing, have you? No. Who? See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>